Welcome, it's indisputable, good to be with you. We got a lot of show today. My contributor today breaking down news of the day, none other than attorney at law, Adrian Lawrence, author and TYT contributor. Also, Young Voices contributor, Mr. Kenneth Shrupp is back talking about student loans and the Biden administration should be an interesting debate. All right, top story of the day, paramedics likely caused the death of a man in cardiac arrest because they said they could not go inside of the facility because of some unknown COVID-19 law that restricted them. It doesn't exist. Here's some of the video. Now you see paramedics waiting outside. They're saying they cannot go in because of some unknown COVID-19 law. The police officer then goes inside. There's more, here it is. They're not gonna come in. They're saying it's a state law that they can't come in. He had a pulse at that time, but he did later lose it. Here's the rest of the video. cardiac arrest on a bed that did not have wheels. The paramedics refused to go in and retrieve the man and he later died. An investigation is now underway for two paramedics in Southern California 
Paramedics are in investigation after they refused to enter a post-acute care facility last month to assist a man in cardiac arrest, citing an unspecified COVID-19 law. The bizarre incident took place on Thursday, November 11th, when two Rialto fire responders answered a 911 call from the post-acute care center around 7.50 p.m. In police body camera footage obtained Fox Los Angeles, the two medics whose names have not been revealed were spotted standing by the door, the open door of the center wearing mask, but refusing to enter the building. Let's put up a picture of these two supposed paramedics outside of the facility while a patient dies from cardiac arrest. As part of the department's policy, the first 30 seconds of the footage were muted. Still in the unnamed officer's police report, they're hiding everybody here. The paramedics were reportedly there for an unrelated patient and said apparently the facility was being problematic. After a few moments, an unknown employee of the location yelled to the fire personnel, please come help. He's having a cardiac arrest. The report stated, fire personnel responded by assisting the patient had to be brought outside the facility before they could provide any sort of treatment due to an unspecified COVID-19 law. Soon afterward, the officer, as you saw in the video, walks himself inside and greets the employee, informing them that the paramedics are not going to come in. He added, they're saying it's a state law that they cannot come in. Nurses were already attempting life-saving procedures inside the room, including CPR on the patient who later was identified as 56-year-old Joseph Angelo. The bed he was in did not have wheels on it. So with the nurse still on top of Mr. Angelo, the officer got behind the bed and steered the bed down the hallways with the help of hospital personnel. Hell of a scene. Once they got through the door, the two paramedics took over the CPR. Angelo was transported to a local hospital. He died, he did not survive, too much time had passed. Authorities were baffled by the incident. You don't say, they were baffled by this incident. It is difficult to watch the tape, said the mayor pro tem Ed Scott, who was made aware of the incident by a staff member at the center and reported it to the city attorney said, and I quote, it is particularly difficult talking about to watch. In a statement to the news station, the San Bernardino County chapter of the Emergency Medical Services Authority said, and I quote, upon acceptance of a call assignment, California paramedics cannot refuse service, assessment, treatment, transport unless directed by law enforcement, which did not happen, or the scene is unsafe, nothing unsafe about that scene. Local protocols may change instructions for the conditions to assess, treat, and or transport. None of that took place. The paramedics have now been placed on administrative leave pending a third party investigation. Talk about wrongful death lawsuit. That's why we have an attorney on the show today, give us more insight. Uh, Adrian, what do you see here? 
Well, I see two individuals who likely just did not want to do their job. I don't know if it was for reasons that were petty or if there was actually something legitimate going on, but I do not see it here from these facts as we know them to be right now. And I really do hope that the city attorney as well as others involved hold those paramedics accountable. They took an oath to ensure that individuals got the necessary help that they did. And yet they sat there and watched that individual die essentially for no good reason. And so I really hope there's more going on in the story. But in the event that there's not, I damn sure hope that there is accountability coming down the pike for these two individuals. Yeah, and just think about this, Adrian. That takes a total lack of humanity. First of all, you do have a duty. There's a duty here to actually care. So you have a duty to care. I don't have that duty, I'm not a paramedic, but you have a duty to care. The police officer, if there's a law somewhere, the police officer would likely be aware of the law. Somebody on staff would be aware of the law at the facility. Somebody who's a director would be aware of the law. The medical services organization will be aware of the law. Nobody is aware of what law they're talking about. The law doesn't exist, I've researched it, it does not exist. Whatever they were doing was contrary to the legal standard and the policy practice. Because of those elements, is this in your opinion, a good case for the family to file wrongful death against the paramedics and that particular organization? Well, it would it would definitely be a solid lawsuit if the individual was um, who were supposed to be responding to these calls were just basic civilians. But by virtue of the fact that they are government state employees, mm. it could be blocked in some manner unless wow. there is uh, a workaround. Uh, but I definitely think that no matter what, that there needs to be something in place that will hold these individuals accountable. Uh, because as we know, when it comes to the law that police officers do not necessarily have to render care and aid yep. if they approach a situation, but it should. And and I'd like to hope that it is indeed different for paramedics. Because if you didn't want to do your job, you should not have answered the call. Allow someone else to because you just allowed that person to die. And yeah. there should be accountability. And I hate the thought that it's gonna fall on California taxpayers, but something needs to be done here. Yeah, very well said. I don't know why school teachers and some school administrators still engage in things like this. School librarian made third graders reenact the Holocaust already starting bad, okay? Third graders from Washington DC Elementary School were forced, yep, forced to reenact the Holocaust by their librarian. All right? Watkins Elementary School staff member told third graders at this institution in library class to reenact scenes from the Holocaust, directing them to dig their classmates mass graves. Remember, we're talking about third graders and simulate shooting the victims. According to an email from the school's principal, the instructor has now been placed on leave, all right? So students were supposed to be working on a research project that would result in a class presentation. But the school official who engaged in this direction or instruction instead used the class time to have students reenact events at the Holocaust, okay? There's more, one student who is actually Jewish, all right, reportedly Jewish, was instructed to play the role of who? Of course, Adolf Hitler, yeah, obviously makes perfect sense to the instructor, was told to play the role Adolf Hitler and told to pretend to commit suicide at the end of the lesson. Remember, third graders, 
according to a parent who spoke to the Post. Some students were given the role of genocidal Nazis, digging graves for classmates. This includes the trains dying in gas chambers, playing Hitler and mass graves. One parent told Station Fox 5 DC. The instructor, oh, it gets deeper. The instructor allegedly made anti Semitic comments during the reenactment. The parent said that when children asked why the Germans did this, the staff member then said, because the Jews ruined Christmas. The incident was reported to DC Public Schools. A comprehensive alternative resolution and equity team. The staff members now will leave pending a school investigation. All right. Now, who is the staff member? Let me let me dig here. All right. Principal M. Scott Berkowitz, who did not immediately respond to a message late Sunday, did not release the staff librarian's name in his email. All right. This is standard practice for these individuals. A spokesman for the District of Columbia Public Schools also did not confirm the name. But guess who did? Parents, including one whose child was in the class, identified the woman as Kimberlyn Jakowski, who, according to her LinkedIn profile, has been a library specialist with the school district since 2014. All right. Let's put up a picture of the of the librarian who did this ridiculous instruction. Okay. Now there's more background here that's systemic to the institution. Now, obviously, they're going to put it all on her. She bears the blame naturally for the instruction. But I have another question, and you will see why I have a question. Jerkowski was actually fired from a job as a school librarian in 2013. Why? After being convicted of fraud in a $24,000 tutoring scam. In 2017, she was stripped of her New Jersey teaching license for a period of three years due to that conviction. She was also charged with animal cruelty in 2019 after allegedly keeping five dogs outdoors in freezing temperatures, leading to the death of one. Jakowski has been with the district since 2014, according to a LinkedIn file. What? Okay, Watkins Elementary released a statement because they got some answering to do here. The whole damn institution, all right? They said, and I quote, students should never be tasked with acting out any atrocity, especially genocide and war. Additionally, there were allegations of a staff member using hate speech during the lesson which is unacceptable and not tolerated at any of our schools. The city's public schools agency said in a statement to Fox 5, this was not an approved lesson plan. And we sincerely apologize to our students and families who were subjected to this incident, the school said. Now, okay, fine, that's for Ms. Joukowsky. Now I have a question for the school, why was she there? Why was she there? Hmm? That's your protocol, that's your lack of vetting. That's you, the school system. Now you can make a statement about Ms. Jakowski and it's appropriate. But what about the fault that you bear for hiring an individual with a conviction fraud, a suspended license to teach and other criminal elements that show maybe this isn't the right person to be around children. Okay, um, attorney, what are your thoughts on this one? 
Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. The fact that they allowed that woman in uh, essentially in the arena to lead and guide children. It's just it's it's shameworthy, if not uh, like suable as far as I'm concerned. This is disgusting. The amount of trauma those kids are going to experience by virtue of the fact that you had a Jewish student forced to be Hitler in some sick reenactment. The fact is our society does not fully appreciate uh, essentially the weight of anti-Semitism, the amount of damage it does as well as reenactment or even calls to the Holocaust. We're seeing that now as we see a bunch of right wingers wear yellow stars and say this feels like I'm in a concentration camp and whatnot simply because they have to wear masks. And so, you know, it's like a lot of people need education out there. The fact is what that Jews are only 2% of the US population. And one of the biggest reports that recently came out from the American Jewish Committee found that one in four American Jews have felt that they've been the target of anti-Semitism over the last year and it is on the rise. The thing yeah. is, we don't need hate in our schools, and we damn sure don't need it coming from teachers. Yeah, and let me already say this for the crew when we post this on social media and YouTube and other places, saying, "Oh, Doc is talking against black women." I don't give a damn what color she is. Thank if she is against children, she becomes my business, and I could care less about her color, her gender, or anything else. So I say that for the record. All right, now. Jamal Bowman telling the truth, okay, he's in trouble for telling the truth. Blames the lack of black support for Biden on Biden's inability to deliver for black people. Damn right, absolutely correct. Okay, let's put up a picture of Representative Jamal Bowman out of New York. That brother tells the truth. He has blamed President Joe Biden's lack of action on police reform for Biden's tumbling numbers among African Americans. I agree. I don't think it's only police reform, that's the only deviation here with me and Mr. Bowman, but I do think a large part of it is, and the whole part is delivery in total. You campaign on a particular platform and you did not deliver. As the president loses support, this is real, this is a reality, this is happening right now. As the president loses support in the African American community, it's important for the president to be in strategic planning sessions with both legacy and contemporary civil rights and the CBC and activists so that we can get something done that the black community has been fighting for and demanding and dying for for many years. Which is not just voting rights, but police reform. That is what Representative Bowman said. That is accurate, that is true, okay? After Chauvin the killer was convicted in April. I wanna remind you of this. Joe Biden said he pledged to Mr. Floyd's family that Congress would pass the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. We talk about it a lot on the show. But negotiations between Senator Cory Booker, a Democrat, and Senator Tim Scott, a ridiculous person, as well as Representative Karen Bass of California, failed and police reform has essentially fallen by the wayside since then. Remember what President Biden said in that famous speech? He said, and I quote, and especially for those moments when this campaign was at its lowest. The African American community stood up for me. They always have my back and I'll always have yours. Joe, 
I want you to succeed. Because if your agenda you campaigned on succeeds, my community succeeds. The American progress happens. Communities across the country win. If you win, Joe, we win. And I'm talking about the agenda you campaigned on. However, if you compromise, we lose. There's a cause and effect relationship with politics, it's organic. If you don't deliver for the people that put you in office, they will not put you in office again. They will not support those that you support. We did not vote for a personality. Let's be clear, nobody was excited to vote for Joe Biden. If you tell me you were excited to vote for Joe Biden, you're a damn lie. You were excited to vote against the policy and the wrecking ball of Donald Trump. And you voted in a policy, not a person. And that policy has not been delivered. So yes, the representative is 100% correct. And it should serve as a warning and also a reflection to the political leaders on the left. Deliver or be transferred. Adrian, thoughts? Uh, you definitely hit the nail on the head there. The fact is that I don't think any of us were particularly excited to put forward Joe Biden. But the fact is that he made promises to us and they're not being fulfilled. And I think Bowman is correct in terms of police reform. But I think the problem is that a lot of members of the black community do not necessarily believe the system can be reformed. Because in actuality, the system is operating as it is expected and was created to operate. I think his numbers in terms of Biden, his numbers have gone down in part because, hey, he didn't get rid of college debt. He could have done something about that. The fact is that the vast majority of black students and black right. people who went to college are suffering from extreme debt. And the fact is that it continues to enhance the racial wealth gap. And mm -hmm. we're seeing that the fact that getting education does not close any kind of racial disparities that are happening in society. So again, it's us black people being sold a false bill of goods. And then he had the opportunity, Biden, to maybe address cannabis. And the fact that it's still what a class one, schedule A, whatever drug. In the federal government, despite the fact that it has racist origins, and you can't tell me it's exactly as potent and as powerful and as detrimental as heroin, yet it's up there logged with it. And the fact is that black people have suffered the most when it comes to incarceration because of it. Yet we see a lot of white people making money off of it now, and Biden had an opportunity to do something, and instead he chuckled and really sat on that old school mentality of reefer madness. So the fact is that Joe Biden hasn't held up any of the ends that would support the people that he claims is he's so grateful for their support. So what does he expect? Yeah, and he still has moves on the table. So I know some people will try to moralize against me and say, well, Joe Biden, the president is doing the best he can. He has obstructionists in the party, he has to deal with Joe Manchin, Cinema, and others. Let's be real, through executive action, he can defund yes. federal dollars. He can defund police departments that do not serve the agenda of the American progress we're talking about. He can do that with an actual executive order. He doesn't need a law, he controls that element of federal funding. He can also override the parliamentarian about this. This won't be allowed because it's not germane to the rules of the filibuster. The vice president is president of the Senate and can override that. Also, he can instruct Schumer to take Manchin and anybody else who stands with him, take these people off of committees and dry up their influence. Is it bold? Yes. Is it radical? You're damn right. But that's exactly the game that the other side is playing. We're in a baseball game with golf clubs. That's what we're doing and we're losing. 
we're losing. And anytime people like Manchin wins, the community loses Joe Biden. I know you like the guy and I know he's your friend, but we didn't vote you there to get along with Manchin. We voted you there to stand up for us. We got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back to Indisputable, good to be with you. We have a lot of show left. Let me remind everyone of a few items, okay? TYT gifting, big deal, all right? Still looking for a gift, worried about if it would show up on time. Guess what? We can make it happen right now, it's called TYT magic. Give a gift that you don't have to ship by buying them a TYT membership. Check it out, tyt.com forward slash Gift, all right. Um, also, gear up for winter with Shop TYT. Take 30% off of all winter gear right now. Don't miss out on an indisputable favorite, uh, the anti-Karen Avenger style hoodie. ShopTYT.com. They're really dope, by the way. All right. Colorado Blue Blazer says apparently these paramedics took the oath first do harm. Yeah. Uh, Mickey see the silver hand dragon, whatever argument those paramedics had with the staff, it should have taken second place to the man's life. That was first and foremost above all else, totally inhumane of anyone, never mind paramedics. Yeah, and I think there's something more to this story like Adrian said. I think there was maybe an argument, maybe someone said you have to wear your mask to come in, something. There's something else here because they said, oh, the staff was being problematic, okay? There's something else here. Uh, next TYT reporter said, I studied to be a paramedic, you have a duty to act, that's correct. You have a duty to act as a paramedic, um, which is a legal duty in most states, not all but most. You have a duty to act when in uniform, these guys should be held accountable, agreed 100%. Um, Lynn said, maybe the next reenactment, the students can role play of this, of the firing of the librarian. I mean, that was just ridiculous. Um, Dragonheart, I hope you and Adrian, a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Dragonheart, same to you, thank you for that. Um, Hiram Bifidum, Social Security Administration has been refusing refusing to cash a paycheck for about two years. Their excuse is COVID precautions. I'm sorry about that. I really hope that gets reconciled quickly. Um, let me go to Twitch, Phoenix 32778. Um, I was an army medic for eight years and every single time people needed help, I helped. Just that simple, right? All right. Um, Ellinger 88, good news is he has our back. Bad news is he's putting putting a dagger in it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would. You want to call the police on him for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're going to feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Play wherever you're staying. Wait, so we can't. Which, which, which townhouse in here are you visiting? What's wrong with that, though? What? I said, what's wrong with that? Just playing along, around the neighborhood. You know what? How do I know that you are not picking on that kid in this bike? He's uh, not picking on him. He, do I know that? Just please go back to you, wherever you're coming from. And you put your phone away. Karen, you know he's not picking on the white kid that you are supposedly trying to protect because the white kid said he's not picking on me. But really, why did you assume that? Remember when I said that when someone approaches a person of color and says, validate why you should be here. 
Show me your ID, tell me where you live, what's your address? That's the equivalent of saying, show me your freedom papers. Because you don't have mobility here, you don't have freedom here. I revoke your freedom, unless you have freedom papers. Unless you produce what I'm telling you to produce, information, a document, an ID. It's routine now. And this kid, this poor kid, who's extremely respectful, who's engaging in an appropriate way, but also very confused about why this is happening. And you know what's going to happen later? This kid has to go to his parents and say, here's what happened to me. And his parents will have to explain why. Because I guarantee you, he doesn't get it right then at that moment. Adrian, what are your thoughts? No, you're totally right. And I would have been one of those kids. The fact is that woman did not like the presence of that little black boy playing in the neighborhood with that white boy. And this is the stuff that MLK had talked about, what, 60, 70 years ago? The fact Mm -hmm. that there are people who do not even want us playing or interacting together. And she wanted that little young black boy to be out of her neighborhood. And so as you have noted, she essentially demanded his freedom papers to try to give him grief about why he was physically present and having a good time. And then she also insinuated that he was presenting or he was presenting somewhat of a threat to the little white boy. This thought that we're inherently dangerous or violent in some way. And it's like if she could have pulled out any more racial you know, ideologies or tropes, she would have and I just really hope that someone in that neighborhood has stood up to that woman because she she doesn't deserve to be there. Well, a big reason obviously why we highlight these Karens is because it is a great reflection of not only their behavior, but of society. And hopefully when you see yourself in the mirror, you autocorrect, all right? You start correcting some things. Okay, got something for you, double dose. You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're gonna feel free, back off! My girl here wants me to come out of the elevator so she can come out of the elevator. Because it's a small space we're supposed to maintain social distancing. I don't understand why you can't just politely step out to allow me out of the elevator. When I ask you nicely, well, you have been wearing your mask. You didn't ask me nicely. You said get the out the elevator. No, 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 you have a giant My girl, my girl, hold on, hold on, my girl, you want to stand in the elevator with me <laughs> and catch it, like, you're not making sense, and you might as well get up at your floor. I'm trying to get out of the floor, I can't come close to you, do you want to understand that I have an extremely compromised immune system? You are a delivery person incorrectly wearing the mask inside is this, of a big is building. This Oh, sorry. This is when your inside voice becomes a person. I know everyone has panicked around an individual in an elevator before, especially during COVID. All right. I've been on elevators and I've looked across the elevator and I said, that person definitely has COVID. Okay. I've done that. Inside voice, I didn't say it out loud. I'm safe. This person allowed all of the inside voice to come out. Now, there's a part of me that that actually understands, except for naturally the hysteria, hysteria and the violence. Because if you're that cautious about staying away from somebody, you typically don't attack them, right? Adrian, thoughts? 
Uh, yeah, this thought that number one, uh, she couldn't just walk out of the elevator, but also the hysterics and her thought of what being so, I don't know if that's white fragility or just so uh, threatened or fearful in some way, it just, it doesn't compute. What is wrong with people? Like this is how you're gonna invest your time? Nobody got time for this. And I cannot wait for the excuses after this goes viral. Cuz you know, I don't know if she's gonna blame it on Ambien or you know, all sorts of nonsense, but nobody got time for it. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, uh, we shall see. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable stick and stay. All right, welcome back. Let me read some of these amazing comments. I'm so thankful to every single one of you. Let me take time to say this. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because you all have made indisputable what it is, all right? You come here, you're live with me. Many of you share the content and you engage this show. We just thank you for your support. So from me and the team at Indisputable, we say thank you, all right? Okay. TYT member Lynn says, love the Ignite t-shirt Karen is wearing. She's igniting the flames of racism. <laughs> yeah, Lynn also says that Karen is a poster child for white fragility. I mean that, yeah. Just be anti-racist says, whatever drug makes white girl Karen, uh, whatever drug makes white girl Karen took, she she better not touch that stuff again. I don't know, I, she may just be high on life, man. <laughs> David Thiel, I've been leaving reviews on the exotics at aquatic store via Yelp and Facebook. They're getting real sick of me, LOL. Thank you, and, and I'm happy to say when I did that update on the story about that store and the owner who decided to assault that black woman was found not guilty even though we got clear video evidence, was found not guilty. It was dismissed by a judge in that local town. We did the update, we raised a bunch of money for um, for her to fight this civilly. Uh, the last time I checked, uh, right after we did the show, I think we had raised 10 grand, okay? I haven't checked it lately, I'm sure it's higher than that now. Uh, and we got combined, we got over 1.5 million views from the segment, all right? And that's still growing, and that's because of you. All right, uh, Mike Boy Raps uh, should have salonged her ass. No, we do not condone violence here, <laughs> okay? All right, <laughs> that is funny though, yes. uh, right. Coffee with VI, a coffee with Vi. Breaks my heart to see this happen to anyone, but so much more uh, when it's a kid. Uh, this cannot continue, correct? Yeah, all right. I'm going to show you a video of a child being restrained and punched in the head. A young black child at a school in Howard County. This is Maryland. Here's the video. The local NAACP, they are asking for these high school employees to be fired. I'm asking for at least one of them to be arrested. Let me give you some background to what you just saw, okay? Howard County Public Schools said the student whose name we were not released reportedly assaulted multiple of the students on Thursday, December 2nd in the cafeteria 
and that the Howard County Public School Security Guard and a school administrator intervened and helped the student, helped the school student resource officer subdue the student. The three staff members who are featured in the clip you just saw. The student who is black was later disciplined. The security assistant, a former police officer, has been placed on paid leave. However, the NAACP says the school employees should be charged. Howard County Black Community Aging Council and African American Community Roundtable have also called for the employees to be terminated. Barbara Pert of the Council on Aging said incidents like this are not foreign and says there's no room to question the student's behavior and a statement to us time today, US time today. In addition, the organization is also asking that the superintendent review their training procedure and hiring practices, etc. Let's put up a picture of the superintendent. This is Dr. Michael Meritorano and he's in charge. Now, let me be very clear about what happened. Fights happen in schools, they happen. I've gotten in fights, I've seen fights, fights happen. When you subdue a child because they're in a physical altercation, you don't punch a child in the head. You know what? You don't even do that to an adult who's subdued. Even cops who punch individuals in the head are typically disciplined when it's an adult. That's called a red zone in law enforcement. Red zone means when you strike that zone, and this is a real thing, look it up. Red zone means when you strike a person in that zone and the head is a red zone, they could potentially die. And you have to know as a law enforcement official, if you do strike the person in a red zone, that it needs to be appropriate force given the situation. Three grown ass men on top of a child does not warrant a red zone strike that could lead in permanent damage or death. Adrian, thoughts? You know what? It just really speaks to the fact that you know young Black lives do not matter whatsoever. The fact that they're willing to punch this child, child in the head, and essentially look the other way. The fact that these individuals are on paid leave as opposed to in handcuffs. Right. You know, it just it really speaks volumes, and it's it's really problematic for this school because not only do they need to change their policies and procedures, but they actually need to take a stand on this matter and hold those adults accountable for their behavior because. It just it really is sending the signal to the other students there that their lives are not valuable, that their health and safety is not valuable, that they are not children. And it's it's problematic and it's just it's very scary. Yeah, and I know there's been this big boogeyman created saying critical race theory is hurting our children. You know what I think? First of all, we know critical race theory is not taught in K through 12 education. I have another point of view on this now. I think the problem is that we don't teach critical race theory. I think that's the problem actually. I think we need to start teaching critical race theory. If not to students early, at least to administration and faculty. Because when they fail to acknowledge, they fail to change. You can't change what you refuse to acknowledge. And we see these elements of systemic 
racism, bias in the application of rules, the criminalization of our young black bodies inside of school systems. And then they get to stand back Adrian and say, "Oh no, this was fitting to the circumstance. No, it wasn't, you would not have treated another student in that manner. All right, we got more. I told you this would happen, I said it. I said because Republicans do not have policies, they pick people. They pick villains and they pick heroes. They tell you Dr. Fauci is a villain, they tell you Kyle Rittenhouse is a hero. And I told you they were going to ride this Kyle Rittenhouse wave all the way to the midterm elections. I said that right here on Indisputable, guess what? Is happening. He's getting paid big bucks to be a rock star now. And I want you to see how excited these people are that Kyle Rittenhouse is gracing them with his presence. And the only thing he has done special to them is kill two white people who supported black people and got away with it. That is what makes him special to this crew. Here's a video. They gave him his own theme music. This was at a Turning Point USA conference, of course. They had a complete tribute video, his own theme music. Literally somebody wrote a song and made it his theme music. Not everyone was happy. Now remember, Cal Rittenhouse said during an interview that he actually supports Black Lives Matter. He's lying, but he said it. Remember when he said, "Oh, I, actually, I support Black Lives Matter, okay? After he killed two individuals who were down with the cause, right? He said it, here's what happened when a conservative um, commentator or reporter tried to get the information out of him. Excuse me, Mr. Rittenhouse, can you tell me why you support BLM? JD, hey, buddy. Yeah, how's it going? Up, man. I'm not a Hey, Mr. Rittenhouse, can you tell me why you support BLM? Yeah, he said he does. Mr. Rittenhouse, you said you support, I'm not, why are you pushing me? I'm allowed to be here. I'm not, I'm allowed to be here. I'm allowed, allowed to be here. Thank hey, you. Mr. Rittenhouse, why do you support BLM? You keep pushing me. We're you are pushing me, bro. Hey, Thank we're you. revoking that. Okay. That means you're a criminal trespass from the um, Okay, you need to give me time to leave so before you rip it off. Where do you need him? I could leave. Where do you need him? He's, he's been revoked for a criminal trespass removed. I just property. had it removed to give me the opportunity to leave. I let me point out the irony of all of this. That's a right wing, that's a conservative reporter, okay? If you wanna call him that. 
The only thing he's upset about is that Kyle Rittenhouse said he supports Black Lives Matter, which by the way is a lie. But that's what he's upset about. That's what really just boils his blood. He's not upset about anything else in reference to Kyle Rittenhouse. Just that Kyle Rittenhouse uttered the false statement that he in fact supports Black Lives Matter. Adrian, thoughts? I think what we're seeing here in terms of Kyle Rittenhouse is really just a reflection of our society and our country. Mm -hmm. And you know, his claim to support Black Lives Matter or his claim to not be racist. This is just his way of essentially trying to keep up that new racism veil of purporting to be neutral, purporting not to be racist when their actions really belie the point. And you know, it was just pretty disgusting to watch that event where Kyle Rittenhouse is being celebrated as though he is a celebrity when he murdered two men. You know, the fact that the what Wisconsin state law wasn't there to necessarily support a finding of guilt doesn't mean that what he did was right or that he should be celebrated in any regard. Yeah, very well said. What in the red state hell? You can take a gun, shoot somebody in the face, it's not hard. Sometimes it might even be fun if they're a godless commie. Now, what they're trying to do is sneak the COVID vaccine in your salads. I never had, I hate math. Somebody say amen. You got it. Good night. Central Chevrolet service this autumn. Autumn, I didn't ask for a female. I would like to talk to a male. My opinion is females don't belong in the service department. They belong behind the scenes doing the paperwork. Um. Okay. Um. There, there's not a male in our service department. Then you can let me talk to Mike Ashford or somebody. Okay. Hang on one second. I'll get you over to Mike Ashford. Chevrolet service this autumn. I need to make an appointment for Saturday morning, 8 o'clock. I just hope there are no females on the desk when I get there. There's no males in our service department, ma'am. So unfortunately. Oh my God, that is totally messed up. All right, I need my oil changed, but there better be a male mechanic that I can talk to. We don't have any appointments on Saturday. Tyler said to let him, to transfer her to him. Okay, I'm just, I'm going to get you with my um, sales manager since there's no males in service, but there's a male in sales. So I guess you can talk to sales. It sounds like OG Karen just needs a man. Okay, I think she's just trying to say, I need to talk to a man somewhere. And some kind of experience here. Um, They're trying to be as accommodating as possible. I, I, I don't know why they were this accommodating, whatever. Okay, but there's more video. Here it is. Why is there is a male in the shop to change my oil? That will be fine. I do not want a female working on my car, and I'll tell you why. The last time I handed out that I had something done, it was a five-minute job. I sat there a freaking hour, and I had to go track down a male to get my car. The last time you were female were incompetent to pay to me. Huh? The last time you were here at Central? Yes. What were they doing I to your vehicle? I had my plastic jack taken out of my car. 
Okay, let me get you to Tyler Seegers, the sales manager. Karen would have got that dial tone. Adrian, I'm going to let you opine on this one, seeing that you are actually a woman that she would not like to talk to. Oh no, she would not like to talk to me at all. You know, it's just, it's so disappointing because there are a lot of women out there who are just like this. They happen to yep. think that other women are incompetent in some way or that women as a gender. And it's just so interesting to me because nobody, you know, approaches what like a lion and it's like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't care about this lion. No big deal because it's a female lion. It's like <laughs> only right. humans do that. You know, it's just, it's really pathetic and there's no way in hell I would have entertained it in the workplace. Because hey, that's just gender discrimination. So that's why I would have told that woman and say, you know what, you need to take your business elsewhere because we don't discriminate in my establishment. Bye. That's well said. I love that analogy you just made. I'm going to use that. I give you credit for it though. Tell people how they can follow you and check out your great work. Ah, well, they can get more information on me by checking out my Twitter feed at Adrian Law. And I'm on Instagram at Adrian Lawrence. You can check me out on Rebel HQ on my segments, TYT Overruled. And also check out my book in the TYT shop that's right overhead here, Staying in the Game, the Playbook for Beating Workplace Sexual Harassment. It'll teach you how to essentially stay on top in the workplace if you have a progressive mindset. Because as we know, sexual harassment, just like racism, it's all about keeping these old school mentalities. Yep. So if you are progressive in any way, you need to be prepared no matter what your gender is. Take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable.